Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll help you recognize your core beliefs and how they impact you today. I'll also be interviewing certified holistic counselor, Catherine Silver, who brings the mind, body, and spirit together by looking at and decoding our unresolved emotional conflicts, which are locked within the subconscious. Catherine teaches that if you have an illness, then you have an unresolved conflict. For more information about Catherine, please visit katherinesilver.com. That's C-A-T-H-R-I-N-E-S-I-L-V-E-R.com. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. If you're anything like me, you'll love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. Recognizing your core beliefs and how they impact you today. We've all seen movies of children who have been emotionally abused. The abuser will tell them how stupid they are, how dumb they are, how ugly they are. And when we watch that movie, our heart goes out to those victims because we see the truth of it, that what the abuser is saying is not true at all. And as we watch that movie, the victim then internalizes what they were told over and over, and they become that which they were told they would be. For example, when they become older, they become very insecure, or they overcompensate by using anger or humor so someone won't see how the victim truly feels that they are. The reality is we all have some type of core belief or something that's happened in our life that is very similar to that movie. Now, it doesn't mean that we've experienced trauma. However, when we're children, we don't understand the world as we do as adults. If we experience the same situations now, more than likely they wouldn't affect us the same way. But when we're children, we're understanding how the world works. And if we don't process something or if something isn't explained to us, then unfortunately, an event that happens can drastically influence how we see the world. If you have an embarrassing moment that happens and everybody laughs at you, then unfortunately that event can create a narrative in your mind. And it can be, I'm not good enough because people laugh at me, or it affects your self-esteem. Now, there could be things that people have said to you that have influenced you or made you think that you aren't good enough. The way to recognize what your core belief is, is if you do something that is silly or foolish, or you're embarrassed by it, or you're mad at yourself by it, what do you say to yourself? Do you say things like, you're so stupid, you're so dumb, what is wrong with you? You always do this. If those are the narratives, or in other words, the thoughts that you have when you do something, 
then unfortunately that is truly how you see yourself. Now, it doesn't mean you see yourself like that 100% of the time. It simply means that perhaps in that type of event or in that type of emotion that you feel, you've assigned those thoughts to that event. And when you do that, it reinforces what you were told as a child. So anytime you do something that you're not proud of, or anytime you do something that you're embarrassed about, all of a sudden you are dumb, you're stupid, etc. The reason why it's important to recognize what your core belief is, is because if you have this awareness, then you can see how it's influenced you or impacted your life today. If one of your core beliefs is that you're not smart enough, or you're not talented, or everyone else seems to get ahead of you, that will influence your relationships, that will influence your work, or even when you're trying to grow and develop as a person. Because if that core belief continues to be the foundation of who you are, or how you see yourself in other words, then just like the foundation in a building, that foundation will be cracked and it won't have a solid platform to grow and develop. The way to counteract any core belief that you recognize, as soon as you're aware of what you think, you immediately counteract it by saying, wait a minute, where is the proof that I'm dumb? Where is the proof that I'm stupid? Where is the proof that I'm ugly? Or whatever the thoughts may be. Because remember, if you continually believe the same thing over and over based off of a childhood event, well, my friend, you're not a child anymore. How you saw the world then is not how the world is today. So when you recognize that there's actually no proof that reinforces your thoughts, then you purposely stop and say, no, what are the attributes that I continually demonstrate? I am smart. I am kind. I am loyal. I am successful. I am loved. And as you continue to fill your thoughts with those types of truths, it starts to reprogram how you see yourself. And the more often you can catch those negative core beliefs and change them with these healthier truths you'll find that it does influence your current and future situations. Because when you recognize that you're not dumb, you're not stupid, you're not ugly, then the world opens up to you and you'll quickly launch into your purpose. I have a fantastic interview with Catherine Silver. She gives you tools and techniques of how to be aware of how your subconscious influences your health. So stay tuned. Are you an expert in your field or an author who wants massive exposure? I am now looking for self-development experts to be a promotional guest on Lifeology. Currently, Lifeology has an average listenership of over 3 million people per episode. If you are ready to invest in your brand and promote yourself on Lifeology, then apply today. Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash guest and apply for this opportunity. This is only for a limited time and only a select few will be chosen. So if you're ready to reach a global audience, then apply today. Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash guest to apply. My guest today is Catherine Silver, who is a certified holistic counselor. Catherine brings the mind, body, and spirit together by looking at and decoding our unresolved emotional conflicts, which are locked within the subconscious. Catherine teaches that if you have an illness, then you have an unresolved conflict. If you've ever asked the question, why do I get sick? Why do illnesses return? Then you have to hear this interview. Welcome to my show, Catherine. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, James. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. We are actually neighbors. I don't know if you knew that, but you are about 45 minutes south of me here in Florida. I, I Googled you today and I said, oh my God, he's in West Palm Beach. We're right. We are, uh, we are neighbors. Yes, we certainly are. We'll have to get together sometime. That would be great. Yeah, wonderful. So what is a certified holistic counselor? Well, 
first of all, it just means that you've done study mm-hmm. and uh, you have a certificate that says you have done study. And hol- holistic, just to give your viewers and listeners kind of a broad definition, is it looks at the whole body. And what that means is we are more than what we see in the mirror. Mm-hmm. We are a mental, emotional, we are physical, but we are also spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. And in order to be completely healthy, we have to take in, I'm going to say, many factors that traditional medicine really hasn't considered. Sometimes they treat us more like we're taking the automobile in for an oil change. Yeah, they treat the symptoms, but not the actual reason, cause. Yeah, of course. And so that's where um, I think more and more, uh, and again, we're not here to replace medicine. We're here as a complementary aspect to it and something that medicine really doesn't do. So I'm not going to tell you don't go to the doctor if that feels right for you, but I am going to tell you if you have um, sickness or disease that keeps on coming back, maybe there's something that's sort of uh, percolating underneath the surface that you've never considered. And that is a message. What I like to say is a message from you to you that says we have these unresolved conflicts. I really like that, I, you know, because coming from a place of holistic as well, so to use Western medicine as well as your methodology, as well as uh, traditional Chinese medicine, I mean, all that works together into a beautiful wraparound service to be able to give us insight and ideas of what is going on and how can we be the master of our life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It puts us in the control, more mm-hmm. of a control. It's like, why is this happening to me? It's not this invisible enemy. Um, and even the great masters always said the answers lie within. Yeah. And so it just really supports mm-hmm. that. How did you get into this field? You know, it's real funny. I think it's actually in my astrology. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, because uh, the astrologer said if I was born an hour later, I would have been a physician. Oh, really? Uh, That's interesting. Yes. And then I thought, well, then I would be into the system and I wouldn't be able to see from an uh, an outsider's perspective or bring yeah. this uh, sort of new component. But there's always been something. I mean, I can remember I was telling somebody the other day that I can remember talking to somebody when I was like in my 20s and she was behind the counter waiting on me at Nordstrom's in Seattle. And I was giving her advice. And then, you know, over the years, I actually started uh, my first job out of college was working for Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. Which oh, is- really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I was selected out of over 200 candidates. And um, so, but it gave me a real insight um, into sort of uh, that that working. And part of me always wondered why people had sickness and why some people were fine. Mm-hmm. And so that sort of, I think, began planting the seeds. And then I married my college boyfriend uh-huh. and his desire was to be a doctor. He'd always wanted to be a doctor since he was 12. And so I um, helped him in his office. I was not in the capacity of sort of the nurse. I was in the capacity of office manager and doing the HR manual and doing OB letters and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So I supplied that kind of support. Um, but along the way, um, I think being all exposed to totally the the Western medicine, I mean, towards the end, before we got a divorce, I was saying, you know, I'd read Edgar Cayce mm-hmm. and I'd read Conversations with God and I had started on my spiritual journey and I was trying to get him to open up to a more alternative way of why people were, uh, you know, not being able to get pregnant, why they mm-hmm. were having hysterectomies, why they were doing all this stuff. And then, of course, every the, my world shifted and 
that was the end of that. But I still had Deb Shapiro. I had Louise Hay. People would come over and they'd say, oh, my knee hurts or this hurts or that. I'm like, oh, let's go look it up. Let's go look it up. <laughs> That's awesome. So it was almost a natural, um, I'm going to say, a course of events. Sure. And what I'd like to say is we follow the cosmic breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. And so this was just, you know, those were the steps that I took along the way. Um, and following, I would say my joy and my passion, um, because this is something that just really excites me. I, I can mean, tell, I can hear it in your voice. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you're in that, um, the joy and the passion that you feel so strongly about, mm -hmm. um, it just begins to, you know, it builds, it's, yeah. it's like a snowball going down a hill and the snowball just keeps bigger and getting up speed. And, 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 you know, I have letters from people that say, thank you so much. You helped me to see something that I couldn't see. Oh, that's wonderful, Catherine. That is great. Right. And so, you know, this is what, uh, you know, I hope in this sort of shift of consciousness, which we're in right now, more people will be open to, you know, combining this with, um, looking at why they're not mm -hmm. feeling well. Are yeah. they feeling their passion? Are they feeling their joy? Are they doing what they want? You know, or are they, they kind of caught in a struggle? In psychology, we teach that whatever you perceive to be true, in other words, what you think about determines what you feel. What you feel determines how your body responds. So that mm -hmm. either is in a physical action with someone or it's in a chemical reaction or of some sort that happens. So I love how your methodology and my psychology really are in synchronicity when it comes to that. So you can either come from a holistic a counselor approach or the psychology approach, but it really links to the same thing as well, which is really cool. Absolutely. And you noticed um, the hypochondriac always gets what they think about. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's and really I think true. that's a really good example that if we can shift our thinking, then we can create, you know, we co-create that reality and thoughts are things and we're surrounded by the field, you know, mm -hmm. which is an energetic quantum. Uh, mm -hmm. It's almost like a, a listening device. Um, and the, the listening device, you know, says, okay, boss, is, if that's what you want, absolutely, we'll help you out. <laughs> yeah. what, what would you say is the number one reason why most people continually get sick or have illness of some sort? Well, I think, first of all, they don't believe they have the power. Mm -hmm. I, think, um, I, I think sometimes we don't realize how much control that we actually have. Sure. And that belief is new. So if you've never heard that, then you have no other, I'm going to say, reality to dip into. Mm -hmm. A baseline, yeah. Right. And so I think part of it is um, telling people that we can help you empower yourself to think, think better. I think actually uh -huh. the real reason is a lack of self-esteem and self-love. Um, because low consciousness does not even have, uh, low consciousness has disease, high consciousness does not. Mm. I sort of link those two together. Right. And so I think that, first of all, we have to have that belief that we do have the power. We yeah. have to have the desire to want to move past it because some people only want relief because you say, oh, why, would, point. why wouldn't they want to get well? Well, because if they're sick or they're ill, then their daughter comes to visit them mm -hmm. or their son flies into town or the neighbor brings them a casserole or the church, you know, does something. So that's how they receive attention and they receive love. But if we have self-love, which is an internal, I'm going to say, generator mm -hmm. that we all carry within us, yeah. then we don't need those external forces because it's it's all within us. But that's another sort of new concept that we really, I say new, but it's not 
um, I would say in mainstream, it's still external. Um, and, you know, if we get that car, if we get the house, if we get the new kitchen, if we get this, it'll fulfill us. Sure. Well, it comes back to that internal value system as well. Right. I have value. Really fulfilled. You can be living in a tent and be happy. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's very true because with that, when we ha understand who we are as a whole and what, our, like I said, our value system, our worth and what we want in life, then that is what we become regardless, like you said, regardless of anything external factors. And so we don't allow for... Um, negative reinforcers, like you said, you're the sun coming in or someone bringing casserole. We don't allow those to dictate our life and we become the masters of our life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And so what, what, what I do is, is I have somebody fill out, um, a biological decoding questionnaire and they list all their illnesses, all their accidents um, that sometimes, you know, their parents do play into it oftentimes mm -hmm. because things can be carried from one generation to the next. And we have witnessed this in things like breast cancer and heart disease and diabetes, things run in families. Yeah. And um, if you want to go into the more metaphysical, there is a word uh, that the in Hebrew called the Merkaba, and that actually means to ride. So things ride in our field, and our field is about 26 feet in diameter, and it rides with us. Oh, and so sometimes this is where those those illnesses that are mysterious that come to us, they're actually in our field or our subconscious, in our cellular structure based on a trauma or something that was not healed in a prior life, whether you want to call it the ancestors or whether you believe in reincarnation and we brought it forward. Like sometimes we say we are the ones we are waiting for. Mm -hmm. So, um, and so when, when that happens that way, sometimes, again, it takes a third party to say, wow, look at, look at the story this is telling me. So individuals who come to you, fill this information out, you see the pattern, you are able to help them understand what story is being told. What are the steps to help people just to move beyond that? This is fascinating. Well, I have, uh, I use hypnosis. Mm -hmm. I, uh, use journaling. Mm -hmm. I uh, oftentimes will use visual journaling so that because the subconscious is always talking to us, um, we, we begin to talk about what's going on in their life. And then oftentimes I will do uh, inner child work because mm -hmm. sometimes we have a wounded inner child in us and we, we forgive and uh, we get rid of the guilt and the loyalty that sometimes people feel. And then they basically direct the sessions and they guide how it goes. So I may have a, an idea of what I want to do during a session, but if they bring something up that has a lot of, I'm going to say energy on it, mm -hmm. then that's where we go. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, yeah. It's, you know, when I see patients as well, it's the same thing. If I may have an idea of where I want the session to go, but if they come and say, James, I want to work on this. Okay. I totally understand that. Yeah. When, when you work with these individuals and they have this aha moment What's the process to help them now assimilate and understand or decouple what they may be holding on to? Well, I think when they have that aha moment and they begin to sort of connect the dots, the consciousness is given another answer. Mm. And it's almost like the subconscious doesn't need to sort of drive that, um, I'm going to say, invisible tape that's been running. And so it's it's a pretty easy process once that that idea has sort of cemented. I had a woman in the UK and we were working on um, some migraine headaches and I said, wow, I think it goes back to your adoption. And she said like, well, I have worked on 
my adoption. And I said, well, I believe these are your mother's unresolved feelings that you have been given through what Bruce Lipton calls epigenetics yeah. in their past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I almost said epigenetics earlier when you were talking about it, as far as how, you know, from a, from a biological standpoint, from a medical standpoint, when people do have um, disease that has been brought, brought down from their ancestors, if you will, or from their lineage, then yes, that is the epigenetics of it. Right. And so what we work through is to see it in a different way in something that she had never actually fully realized. And so it's that by being the third party observer and I, I have, I, I'd say, a very good intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, these ideas just come to me, and I used to sort of think, well, are they right? And then I uh, got validation. One was a young man in California, and we, uh, when I got his um, uh, um, questionnaire, I read through his name and just got about a third of the way, and I wrote Vietnam, landmine, abandonment, uh, wow, I think all this is from when he was a soldier in Vietnam. Oh, wow. So during our first session, I said uh, something about reincarnation. And he says, well, uh, we don't believe in that. I said, okay, well, let's go a different direction. So we did. And I actually sent him a thing by the 2020 and his mother wouldn't let him watch it. So I resent it to him in this next session. And I, I tell people, you don't have to believe anything I'm telling you. I'm just trying to help you see things sure, in a different exactly. way, in a yeah. different perspective. So the second session I said, okay, I know you don't believe in reincarnation, but I just want to tell you what came up for me. And I, I expressed this and he said, oh my God, he said, you're spot on. He said, since I was five years old, I kept asking my mother about the draft. Mm. And so I really think, you know, and I get chills as confirmation, even as I tell you this now, I've got chills. Mm. So I, I, I say this is because I really feel that I'm guided. I am just almost the channel yeah. for the information to help. And God, I've got chills again, just the channel to help someone see things in a different way. So I say we get to rewrite the story. Yes. And we are the author of our life. What yes. would be a practical way right today that my listeners hearing this can be aware of that, that mind-body connection right now? Well, I would think the first way, do they have any dreams? Um, do they have any illnesses or things that keep reoccurring? Is there something that uh, gives them anger, resentment, jealousy? What are the triggers for that? Um, I would say if we're open and have awareness that these are messages because spirit talks in signs, symbols, and metaphors. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is we have to be aware that we are always receiving messages. The second thing is we all have a pineal gland. And I say, I like to say the pineal gland acts as a Wi-Fi. And we are not disconnected from the universe. We are very much connected. And so we get these thought blocks. So even if the most bizarre thought block would come in, um, I would say pay attention to it and 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 sort of play with it in a in a in a good way. Like, wow, I, I wonder what that means. Could it be it's related to my um, the pain in my knees or what haven't? Oh, I say interesting. What what haven't I been expressing or you know what? Uh, I mean, if, even if I look at let's just look at pain because there's so many people with pain. Pain is repressing too many psychoemotional issues so that the flow of communication is damaged. Mm-hmm. So I would say stop, pay attention, and hear what it has to say. I really like how you you do connect that with like you said just a thought, but really link that together with your corporal body in that moment. So if you have this random thought, 
and then you do like a you do a body scan. Yep. It's really interesting to see that. I hadn't, hadn't really thought of it that way. I, I, I like that approach. I think that's very practical and something that anybody can do even right now. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So unfortunately, our time is up. If my listeners would like to find more information about you to work with you, I know you're going to be launching a new podcast called Decoding Our Lives in the next few months. Where would they find all this information online? Um, well, I think uh, the best thing is um, I will keep it posted on the website that I have now, katherinesilver.com. Um, as, and, and my name does not have an E in the middle, C-A-T-H-R-I-N-E, <clears throat> silver as in the color. And I will go ahead and post that information um, and link it um, to the, the new website uh, that's actually being developed right now. I have a web designer who's working with that. We're doing a logo and some things like that. But it's really about exploring exactly what we've been talking about today. Or they can email me at Kathy with a C, Kathy Silver Health at gmail.com and I would be glad to help them in any way that I can. Perfect. Catherine, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest minister. I really appreciate all your wisdom. Thank you, James. I appreciate your support and your wisdom as well. And if you ever get down this way, let me know. (laughs) I definitely will. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.